This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. And a pleasure to be joined right now by Wharton Real Estate Professor Susan Walker. Susan, Happy New Year to you. Hope you're doing well. Thank you very much, and to you too. Let me start with the macro side of this with you, and and obviously we know what we expect to hear and see from the Federal Reserve over the next uh, few months. What kind of impact do you think uh, interest rate increases are going to have? How much of an impact, I guess I should say, on the home buying and home selling market this year? Well, that, of course, is a critical issue for 2022 is what is the Fed going to do? And I would say it this way, what will the Fed have to do? Uh, There's a great deal of uncertainty about inflation, which is now at 40-year highs, as we all know, at 7 percent. How fast will it come down? The Fed already is baking in three interest rate increases, 25 percent each, uh, which will get us back up to 4 percent mortgage rates. That's still low. The question is historically low, and and if rates, mortgage rates, uh, stay within that three to four percent band, I don't suspect that's going to cut off a uh, a great year for housing and increasing prices as before, not at the same rate, deacceleration. The big question in front of all of us is: Will the Fed have to do more, and what will that do to the housing market and actually the overall economy? How do you think it'll impact home builders? Because it seems like maybe there's a little bit, a, a bit of waning level of confidence by home builders. Obviously, they're still dealing with the supply chain issues and the pandemic issues. But you know, a lot of the single-family home build is more on the high end of the market, uh, especially in the last few years. Counterintuitively, right now, I think it's all cylinders go. Uh, for home builders. They want to get the product out, and they want to get the product out as soon as possible. It's actually counterintuitively on the part of home buyers, too. They see the possibility of interest rates rising, and they want to buy sooner than later. So uh, for now, at the range of rates that we're seeing, I don't see this putting a crimp on a banner year for housing construction. The question comes whether we have a buyer strike when and if mortgage rates move up more than beyond 4% at the same time that housing prices uh, increase at a blistering rate, not last year's rate, which was exorbitant, but still a uh, double what a normal rate would be, 3 4%, closer to 8%. Both of those could mean that finally buyers have to move to the sidelines, which, of course, would hit uh, builders right now are passing on their price increases, they're having a really hard time getting product out, but they're moving it as fast as they can. And, and as we we mentioned earlier in the show, it's an interesting dynamic at play here because you have so many millennials that are now looking to be first-time home buyers in a market where rates are going to be going up and the supply issues are there as well. I think it, it really becomes a very interesting watch, especially for those of us from the outside, on what's going to play out here over the next 12 months? Yeah, very interesting question. What happens with millennials who are at their peak home buying years? And also, it's actually cheaper to own in most markets than to rent. But qualifying for a home and getting that down payment increasingly over $350,000 uh, for medium-priced home is beyond many millennials, even though it would be cheaper to own. And if that uh, that's only uh, increasing, and depending on your 
job, your wages are not keeping up with inflation. So we have a lot of discouraged renters who see themselves renting for quite a while, despite the fact they're in their years when their older brothers and sisters and their parents were buying. Let me touch on the issue of cities versus suburbs for a moment. Uh, obviously, in the time of the pandemic, so many people who were, you know, people that lived in the cities decided to move to the suburbs because for a variety of different reasons. Now here we are at a time where it looks like we're going to see a significant portion of uh, work from home continue to be in our in our workforce. And, and get your thoughts on what that's going to mean for a lot of the big cities that have invested a lot of money in real estate, in building out new uh, projects, but also uh, refurbishing older projects as well. Well, we'd like to see a bifurcation. The newer projects, the higher quality projects, are likely to do fine. But there's a real question about uh, B-grade product, particularly office, and whether they're the new retail, and, and really it's a death knell. That's going to depend in part on COVID and the return to the workspace. I mean, there was race for space, race to get out of cities at the beginning of COVID for two reasons. One, just to escape the COVID and the concentration of COVID, get to empty spaces into a home. But there is now, of course, this remote working option, which didn't exist before. Not everyone's going to take it, but a significant part of the workforce is going to take it. So we will have a permanent shift to hybrid, and that's going to decrease the demand, but not for a space. It's going to decrease the demand for the older space. And also, of course, it's going to have consequences for retail and for the vibrancy of downtowns in the big cities, depending on the big city. Uh, the big cities that are very dependent on vibrant uh, in the past on their downtowns, like New York City, like San Francisco, they're really being hit. We we saw, and, and the future of COVID is going to affect this, of course, as well, the future of Omicron. In January, we saw uh, office space at 40% occupancy, still terrible, but now it's down to 28% in these big cities. So this is really a problem. However, uh, with uh, optimism, with Omicron over, uh, we're likely to come back, but not to the rate of occupancy that we saw before. This is going to be a revolution in office, uh, not all for the bad, because it's, um, <clears throat> for many people, more productive to work from anywhere or work from home. And then the other side of that is if you're working from home, playing from home, perhaps uh, teaching your children from home, that's, then there's a race for space, which is what's driving demand for housing. That underlying drive for space and demand for housing isn't going away this year. So we're still in the middle of at least until the middle of this year, until we resolve what's happening with the Fed and interest rates, we're still in a good market for buying homes mm -hmm. and for selling homes in particular. It, it, it's made me wonder of whether or not we could be headed, and maybe not in 2022, but maybe beyond 2023, uh, a little bit of a cooling of the real estate market down the road. Absolutely. Well, we are going to see cooling is perhaps not the right word, deacceleration in housing prices this year from over 20% to uh, double-digit, but 10% uh, or lower likely. That's an average. Really, the question is what happens at the end of 2022. The real looming threat out there is the possibility of a recession if the Fed cannot contain inflation with its current measures. And if there's needed to, if they can't, we've heard from Jerome Powell, they'll do anything and everything 
and that could mean a spike in interest rates, which, combined with price rises, could lead to a uh, a sell-off in housing prices. We don't see that. We don't see that for 2022. We just see a deacceleration, but it's certainly mm-hmm. something to keep an eye on. Finally, Susan, what's your overall expectations for the landscape for real estate this year? I think it's going to be a banner year for production, for housing, for single-family, single-family rental. And I think it's going to be a, a good year for housing prices if and unless Fed has to act. So with that caveat, I think we've got a good year for construction, for pricing, for sales, uh, everything. But, of course, it is all dependent on that critical issue of what the Fed has to do about this unprecedented 7% inflation 40-year high. Susan, great to have you, and thank you again for your insight. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Susan Wachter, real estate professor at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.